This is a CBC Podcast. Saskatchewan's opposition says the government wants health care workers to stay quiet about problems in the system. NDP MLA Mira Conway says that's what happened after MLAs for her party visited Lanigan earlier this year. The memo that was sent is crystal clear. Don't answer any questions. Don't share any information. That's how tired and out of touch this government has become. But it's not just the hush memo in Lanigan. It's the nurses who felt that they had to hide their identity to raise their concerns. The ones who told CTV News, quote, it's like we've got a gag order. We're cautioned. Nobody can speak out. What does the minister have to say about the culture of fear he's created in our health care system that stops frontline health workers from speaking out? I recognize the Minister of Health. Mr. Speaker, I'm going to inform the House of what the process actually happened. The member from Fairview contacted my office in the Legislative Assembly to organize a tour for them. We don't do that. We directed them to the SHA to be able to provide those tours. No different than my office does if we need to have a tour of a facility. So the member was trying to bypass the process over there. We redirected her to the proper process to make sure it was done in a coordinated fashion. Mr. Speaker, there was no hush memo. There is no hushing of health care workers. I met with health care workers yesterday. I met with them on Tuesday. I met with them on Monday. I'm meeting with them today. I'm meeting with them tomorrow. We continuously outreach to healthcare workers so they can provide us feedback and help us make sure that we're maintaining the expectations of the Saskatchewan people within our healthcare system. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. That's Paul Merriman, the Minister of Health in our province, answering a question from the opposition this week. For more on that and other political news, we've reached our panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post, and they're both on the line this morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Adam, does the government just want opposition MLAs to better coordinate their health tours or does it want them not to take them at all? Well, that, that depends on who you ask, as you heard there. Uh, the government's saying that uh, there are a lot of requests for tours. That's something that we heard from the SHA when this story came out, and we asked for an explanation as to why on February 7th, when the NDP was in Lanigan to talk to healthcare workers off-site, that, that memo came out through, from the SHA advising healthcare workers at the hospital there not to talk to political parties or MLAs or coordinate tours without going through uh, direct channels first. Uh, the, the opposition brought this up all week, Stephanie, uh, more than once, uh, and they say that this is a part of a, a culture of fear that the government has created around issues. They also pointed to a story uh, from CTV this week, which had uh, on, anonymous nurses talking about issues in emergency rooms and psychiatric care in the province. Uh, they were not named. They, the opposition says this is uh, the you know proves their point that the government making it more difficult for healthcare workers to come forward without fear of retribution. As you heard there from the minister, he pushed back on that, saying that he has meetings virtually uh, every day with healthcare workers who are not afraid to tell them the truth about what's going on, good, bad, or otherwise. And so uh, he rejected the uh, the NDP's assertion that there is any sort of muzzling or hushing of healthcare workers. Murray, what do you make of what's going on? Well, in your clip, the minister talks about uh, uh, there being no hush memo, except for the fact that he acknowledged that there was a hush memo that went out in Lan- and to Lanigan Health staff. 
And he says that was a mistake. Here's a question. If it was a mistake, why isn't he saying I'm appalled by it? If it why isn't he concerned that the SHA is putting out any form of, of, of uh, memo saying that uh, workers shouldn't talk to, quote, any health care or any MLAs about health care and any means government MLAs as well, and up to and including him, if he feels that these people are open uh, – are ready to talk openly and freely. Obviously, though, there's going to be situations where politicians will talk to people and and uh, get their input on various issues, including health care. But are they giving complete and honest answers to uh, the minister, or are they giving, uh, or is the minister hearing exactly what he wants to hear, uh, which is what seems to be reflected in the House? And this seems to be an over, uh, overwhelming problem for the government uh, right now that we'll probably get into in other areas like the Summa Bear Pit. But they're hearing what they want to hear. There's a lot of hubris in government right now, and there has been ever since the budget. And I think that they're outright rejecting a lot of criticism and pointing to their scorching hot economy and, and all the wondrous things that are happening uh, in the province and not realizing that that money is not trickling down to either address problems like in healthcare or to those that need it. And I think that's where the problem for this government really lies right now. Well, also in in healthcare, Adam, there are calls for Saskatchewan to follow BC's lead on contraception. What can you tell us on that? This is something we reported on last week and it came up in the legislature this week as uh, students from the U of S who've created a, an advocacy group of medical students uh, are pushing for this. They were joined by doctors this week and the opposition uh, making a call to, for ha- to have Saskatchewan follow, as you said, in BC's footsteps and uh, cover prescription contraception uh, universally in the drug plan. Uh, the government says they, they have no plans to do this at this point, that they're, uh, they haven't costed it out. The health minister pointed to uh, the government focusing on life-saving or even said life-changing uh, drugs. You could argue the contraception is that. Um, in the the, uh, the medical students certainly are. They're saying that you know that this will co- save the government money in the long run. That it's uh, it's going to prevent barriers to access, which people have, which will improve health outcomes and and cut down on unwanted pregnancies. Uh, Health Minister Paul Merriman said you know the government funds CBOs and they give out free condoms and uh, you know. Critics have said that that puts the onus on the man and and doesn't give the control to to the woman in this case, and that is something that that it, that this prescription contraception coverage would change. And we also have Alberta's uh, NDP and Rachel Notley promising to do this and cover prescription contraception if they are elected. So it's something to watch for. But right now, the government seems to show uh, no appetite for this. How come, Murray? Well, contraception is a difficult thing for two groups of people to talk about. One is old men like me, and the other one is conservatives who are in government. And if you draw a Venn diagram between the two, it's pretty much a continuous circle. And I think I, I think that, that that's the issue right now. As conservatives, uh, they have they, they struggle with it beyond being mostly men, but they struggle with it because they're supported by a social conservative base. No one seems to be talking about that right now, but I think that's the unspoken driving force because there's really no explanation from uh, Health Minister Paul Merriman as to why uh, he isn't following BC's lead. There might be legitimate reasons. It's costly. It would probably cost the province about uh, 20 to $25 million. There is an issue of personal responsibility anytime you get into this particular area of contraception and otherwise and why people should be paying for what amounts to a choice. But I think what's being totally missed right now, the, the message that the doctors and medical students were trying to drive home is this is a health issue because contraception uh, 
it does govern women's health in a significant way beyond stopping unwanted pre- uh, pregnancies. It's part of uh, something that keeps women healthier generally. And I think this is being totally missed by Merriman right now, and he needs to actually just review it from that particular standpoint. Maybe uh, the solution isn't paying the whole thing universally uh, like they are in other provinces, but it seems no coincidence that uh, it's being paid for in BC. Alberta's promising uh, to pay for it. Manitoba's promising to pay for it. We're seeing daily petitions from the NDP in the, in the legislature here to pay for it, and you have conservative governments resisting it. You mentioned the gathering at SUMA, the Urban Municipality Association leaders, uh, and the chance they get to question cabinet, including the premier. Adam, what happened? Yeah, it was it was an interesting bear pit this year because of the weather. They had not a full house in person. They all uh, they were all were there, some by video. But uh, as you know, Stephanie, in covering these over the years, the the bear pit can can vary from being uh, you know a bear pit where there are a lot of tough questions to sometimes at Suma and Sarma uh, a teddy bear pit where there aren't a lot of tough questions, and some of them can be just hyper local, uh, including you know fix this road to something more general. Or and there seemed to be a theme developing this year in Saskatoon where. Uh, there was a resolution, 90% voted in favor of increasing uh, income support, the social income support uh, that the government has, uh, and also uh, going back to direct payment for rents, which is was taken away a couple of years ago by the government. And that's o- pretty overwhelming. And that's across the board. And this was raised by people from Prince Albert, elected leaders from LaRange, Prince Albert in, Sa- in Saskatoon and others who are saying there's an increase, increase in homelessness, 10 cities are popping up in places, and that this is directly related to uh, the CIS changes. And the government should do something about it. Uh, Minister Mikowski pushed back on that, saying the government spends a lot of money on CIS, that they've changed, uh, made some tweaks here and there, and, and have been responsive. But this is something that uh, these uh, elected officials from, uh, as I mentioned, different communities are all pointing out and really putting the pressure on the government and saying this is one of our core uh, issues this year that that was coming forward, that homelessness, mental health and addictions, and saying that the government's not doing enough to address this. What do you make of that, Murray? Uh, I think Adam hits uh, on a really important point here that's coming from SUMA. And SUMA, as you know, Steph, is probably about as broad-based an organization, politically speaking, as you're going to find in uh, Saskatchewan. So it's one thing if issues related to poverty and uh, social service assistance, income assistance, is coming from the NDP and the legislature, or advocates, or for that matter, even some Regina City Council uh, uh, members. But when you have a broad-based organization uh, like SUMA, and as Adam pointed out, coming from various communities, saying this is a big issue for them, the government needs to listen and start thinking about it. I don't know if the government has a capacity to listen right now, because ever since the budget, the hubris in this government uh, has been on the uptick. And to be quite frank, the reaction that I'm hearing after SUMA is exactly the same reaction I heard after the budget, and that's not good news for the government. It was all about the government's not listening, they're full of themselves, Uh, they think they're doing a wondrous job because we ran into some resource riches, and all they can talk about is how great the job that they're doing, but none of that is leaking down to to where the problems are needed, whether it's dealing with inflation or, or for the average person, or dealing with people that are in serious crisis right now. People at the municipal level are obviously seeing that. 
doesn't seem to be being seen by people in the SAS party government, nor do they, nor is it registering with them right now. And I think that's a tremendous problem for them right now. Obviously, the NDP has trouble connecting with the public as as well and has for 16 years now. But right now, I'm not 100% sure that that isn't part of the government's biggest problem as well. Thanks, you guys. You're very welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.